Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics helps us explore our own humanity. Magdalene Visaggio is known for writing Vagrant Queen and Kim and Kim. She shares her thoughts on Star Trek in a moment. Magdalene Visaggio wrote Lost on Planet Earth and was heavily influenced by Star Trek. And so everything you see is is just tinged by by Star Trek. You know, the their their uniforms have that like, you know, split black and color design. Yes. Things are asymmetric. The uh like every every element of the design is inspired in one way or another, even if just in a general sense, by uh, the aesthetics of Star Trek and its generation. Very cool. No, I like that. I mean it's uh Next Gen is one of my favorites and been lucky enough to talk yes. to some of those folks throughout the years and it's uh it's it's going great and I love Picard on 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 uh oh, it's so on, the, good. on on CBS uh, I mean that was really I thought all the Star Trek series have kind of taken it to a new level I thought and this whole thing is kind of like like me riffing on Star Trek cuz I I love yeah. Star Trek Star Trek is Yeah good. me too closest thing I probably have to a functional religion. Um, <laughs> I, I've, been a, I've been a fan of it since I was, I've been a fan of it since I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old. I'm not even really sure. It was so long ago. I was so yeah. young when I got into it. And I've been watching it ever since. It's the most consistent part of my life through ups yeah. and downs. I'm always into Star Trek. It's the only fandom that like I, like really just consider myself like a really dedicated member of like, there's lots of things I like, there's lots of things I love, but there's only one Star Trek for me. But I'm also like, I I'm, it's a franchise that I've learned to be very critical of. And I don't mean that in a, in like a nasty fan way, like right. in terms of criticizing really creative decisions, but mm-hmm. I've seen inhaled so much of that sh- you know, franchise over the years, and you kind of start to notice there are these weird elements of it that no one's really looking at. Um, I do love yeah. when the shows start to a little bit, like when you, you, you do get Deep Space Nine and Discovery both really casting an eye on the sort of nastier side of the Federation, the way that their uh, ideals cover up a, a strangely assimilationist worldview. You have, you know, Michael Eddington at one point say to Cisco, like, at least the Borg announce what they're doing, but you're more, you're more insidious, you know? And then you have Takuvma at the beginning yeah. of Discovery, who with his whole, you know, yeah. their words of, their, 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 their words of invasion are we come in peace. And you have Quark and Garrick discussing, all, you know, over and over again, you see people who are critical of the world the Federation has built. And that's really fascinating to me because we've really, only gotten a perspective that's an insider perspective and so right and it's right. not just an insider perspective but everyone's wearing it but all the, all of our pov characters are wearing the uniform all of our pov characters are dedicated to the mission they're all they're all sold on it they've all had the kool-aid and you get this sense that like of course people join everyone wants to join starfleet you know all anybody wants to do in the 24th century it seems like is put on a, a you know, the frickin' uniform and take orders from some guy in a big chair on a spaceship. And that's all anybody wants. Everybody's in in some kind of group, whether they're in like Starfleet's Corps of Engineers, whether they're in its Colonization Corps, whether they're in Starfleet proper, everyone seems to be a part of it. 
And it kind of weirds me out how much Starfleet dominates the Federation. And I know that's not like a decision that they've made creatively as much as it's the, mm-hmm. the culmination of a lot of decisions, individual decisions yeah. that, that come out of the perspective of the story that they're telling. Even, even little things like you see in Star Trek for uniformed members of Starfleet sitting on the Federation Council. You have as it bore calling out the Federation specifically for being incredibly human centric. That's right. And so I, just, I decided originally that I wanted to do a book where I could just kind of like explore that side of it by having uh, a focus on someone who rejects it, someone who decides mm-hmm. not to do it. And yeah. the version of the book that I pitched and, and I wrote, I wrote a lot of several scripts for this version of the book was just kind of, you know, Basil moving from set piece to set piece while people monologue at her about how much, you know, this, this Airsats Federation, you know, sucks. And it just, it wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. And, uh, we um we found richer emotional territory uh, to mine, and so we still get to do that material. Um, but thankfully, it's no longer center stage. There's a there's a real there's real heart to this now, and this is one of my favorite books I've I've written at this point, which I didn't really think it would be going in. It's obvious that you care for Star Trek, and it was a big influence, and uh, that would that only makes Gene Roddenberry proud somewhere wherever he is because. Uh, you know, it's this is what he wanted. He did something that I have never seen in my lifetime before as far as science fiction on television, premiering at a time where something like this was unheard of um, and very few shows were taken seriously. You have to remember Star Trek was turned down by CBS, which is ironic because yeah. they have our own space show, which is lost in space. <laughs> so look what ended up happening. They regretted that decision ever since, but now they own it. So <laughs> it kind of went full <laughs> circle. But, uh, but anyway, it's uh, it has, and it should continue to inspire people. And it's great to hear about your passion for it as well. Look for Lost on Planet Earth wherever you get your graphic novels. It's also available at Comixology. Thanks for listening to Trek Tuesday. There's more to come.